The information given in this podcast is general in nature and you're advised to seek your own independent financial advice from a qualified advisor before investing your money. Money, money, money. money. The biggest unanswered question is money. 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 Where is the money? And now, reinventing the way you invest, how to value the best stocks and buy them for less than they're worth. Welcome to Valueable, the podcast with your host, Roger Montgomery. Hi, I'm Roger Montgomery and welcome to this episode 16 of our Valueable podcast series. It's an absolute delight to be with you. We're working out how to value the best stocks and buy them for less than they're worth. Well, I want to come back to the subject of quality and I want to encourage you. I want you to know that you already can identify whether a business is good quality or not. It's actually relatively easy to do when you know what you're looking for. The problem, of course, is that the numbers are often buried in the uh, profit and loss statement and or the uh, balance sheet of a company or the statement of financial position and its cash flow statement. And extracting the relevant information can be quite a daunting task. But if we think about the task in terms of full ownership of a business, we can start to drill down to those numbers that are essential for painting a picture for whether or not the company is high quality or not. So what we're going to do is we're going to use a real-life example of this. We're going to go back to 1999, which is two decades ago, and we're going to assume the two of us have decided to start a business together. So what we do is we reach into our pockets and we write checks for $1.9 billion using our own money to kick the business off. So where would you find that $1.9 billion? Well, you'll find it on the balance sheet and it will be in... Uh, the equity part of the balance sheet, and it will represent shareholders' equity. So think of shareholders' equity as what's been put in. And so we've put in $1.9 billion. Now, that's not enough to be competitive in this particular business. Uh, So we're going to head down to the bank, and we're going to ask the bank or lenders, um, bondholders perhaps, uh, for another $3 billion dollars. So in 1999, the business has commenced with $1.9 billion of our equity and $3.1 billion of debt. So we've got $5 billion invested. Our loan-to-value ratio, if you like, is 60%. Now, most people think that's pretty safe. Um, but another way to think about it is that we actually owe more than we own. Um, look, I'll talk about debt uh, a little bit more in a future episode. But for now, perhaps... What an analyst thinks is a low debt-to-equity ratio um, may, or low low debt-to-asset ratio, low loan-to-value ratio, is actually higher than an analyst would think. And if we own the business and it doesn't perform well, um, well, that could be an issue for us. We'll come back to that uh, later on. Now, after the first year of being in business, um, we've hired a manager to run it for us. And they come back to us after 12 months and report a profit of $517 million. Now, that's pretty good because half a billion dollars of profit on an equity investment of $1.9 billion is a return on equity of about 27%. And we can't get 27% uh, anywhere else, certainly not from the bank in this day and age. Uh, And so this is a really good result, 27%. But is that enough to make a decision about whether whether this is a high quality business or not? Now, if we fast forward 10 years to 2009, then what we find is by looking back over the last 10 years, profits have gyrated. They've been as high as a billion dollars in one year and as low as 164 million in another. 
And in 2010, the company earned $275 million. Now, what's interesting is that 10 or 11 years later, the company is earning half the amount of profit it earned 10 years prior. Now, I'm sure you're beginning to start to think, hey, hang on a sec, this is not such a great situation. And certainly, it doesn't appear to be an extraordinary business. Particularly if you think that inflation is going to erode your profits each year, then earning half in 10 years' time uh, is not a great outcome. Now, to add insult to injury, the story doesn't end there. Not only are your profits half of what they were 10 years prior, you've also had to tip more money into the business. In fact, you've added an additional, you've made additional equity contributions of $2.8 billion. So on top of the 1.9 that we kicked the business off with at the start of the 10-year period, we've now put in almost another three. So that's almost $5 billion of equity that we've contributed to the business, and yet profits are going backwards. In other words, every additional dollar we've put into the business has generated a negative return. The business is generating over that 10-year period a negative return on incremental capital. And that's not favorable. That's not what we want. We want positive returns on our equity and positive returns on any additional equity that we contribute to the business. Now, you might be asking after 10 years, have we paid off that debt? You might remember that 10 years ago, we we borrowed uh, about $3 billion. Have we paid any of that off? Um, well, the answer is no, we haven't. In fact, we've borrowed another $2.4 billion from the bank and put that towards growing the business. Of course, we might have more staff, more machinery, more equipment. We've expanded our geographic reach. We're now an international organization. Um, We've got more market share and so on, but our profits are lower than they were 10 years prior. In fact, this story, it's not Uber, but it reminds me a bit of Uber. Uber began in, uh, in... When was it? It was about 10 years ago from when we're recording this podcast. Uh, So um, about 2010 or thereabouts it began. And as it's grown, it's expanded its staff, it's expanded its geographic reach, it's expanded its services. uh, And guess what? It's profit. It's uh, non-existent. In fact, losses are getting larger as the company gets larger. So That's something to keep in mind, particularly if you're uh, an investor, a private equity investor in Uber. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how and when it starts making a profit. Ten years is a long time to wait. But this business that I've been describing isn't Uber. What we've got is we've got a business that we've been running now for 10 years. We've tipped in a total of $4.7 billion of our own money. We've borrowed $5.5 billion from the bank, and we're going to make just $275 million. Now that's equal to uh, five point, call it 5.8% return on our $4.7 billion. Now, if you take inflation into account, it's even lower. And if you'd put $4.7 billion of your money in the bank for five years, you could have possibly got a similar, well, probably not overseas, but in Australia, a reasonably similar return, certainly a better return if you adjust for risk. Because of course, in the bank, even though you might only be earning 3%, you've got virtually no fear of losing that money unless there was a banking collapse, which in Australia is 
pretty unlikely. You're listening to Valuable with Roger Montgomery, the podcast that's reinventing the way you invest. So now let me ask you, do you think it's actually a good business? Well, we only went to 2010. What's actually happened since then? Well, since 2010, the company's profits have varied from about $234 billion, oh, sorry, million dollars. Um, but then they fell uh, in 2013 to about $63 million. In 2014, the company lost $600 million. Uh, and then in 2015, profits started to grow. And in 2018, last year, the company earned about $1.1 billion. Well, that's interesting. It's, learnt, it's now earning as much uh, as it's ever earned. However, its profits haven't surpassed any previous peak. In fact, a few years ago, it earned a billion dollars as well. And you might remember that in the period between 1999 and 2009, there was a year where it earned a billion dollars. So it's interesting when you look at the share price of this particular company. The company, by the way, is Qantas. It's an airline. Um, and it suggests to me that it's not a particularly high quality business. Although in the last few years, it's been managed very, very well. And this has been reflected in its share price. And its share price has actually gone from about 83 cents uh, back in 2013, 2014. And it's now up to about $5.66. That sounds pretty good. However, it's worth actually pointing out that at $5.66 or even $6, it's still not as high as where it was at its previous peak. So in fact, if you're an investor in Qantas and had invested at its previous high price, you're only getting back to break even now. In the long run, share prices reflect the, the underlying performance of a business. And if a business's performance doesn't surpass previous highs, neither will its share price. That's all we've got time for today in this po po podcast, episode 16. And it's always a delight to be with you. So I look forward to being with you again in episode 17. See you then. You've been listening to Valuable, the podcast with Roger Montgomery, reinventing the way you invest. Subscribe, rate and review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, CastBox.fm or wherever you get your podcasts from. Stream on demand from our website. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Want to learn more? You can get Roger's best-selling book, Valuable, from Amazon or any good online book retailer.